1: Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. On this podcast, we chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Danny V. And today I welcome Sarah McDooling from Booktopia, Category Manager, Kids and YA. I have been on the Booktopian podcast twice before and a third one coming up. I must be a glutton for punishment for that book fight. So now it's your turn, Sarah. Welcome.
0: (laughs) Jenny, thank you so much for having me. I'm honoured to be here. I'm a fan of the podcast and um, I've been really looking forward to being a guest. So thanks for having me on.
1: Oh, it's lovely to see you again. And we will tell listeners that we have met before in real life, pre plague days, um, <laughs> and a few times at um, the HarperCollins uh, Literary Bites events. So I am going to uh, dig up our old photos. And I'm going to have a look at them and put yeah. them on social, Sarah. So we'll compare them. So, Sarah, you are the category manager for kids and YA books. Can you describe your role for listeners, please?
0: Oh, yeah, it's daunting, isn't it, when you're describing your job because you suddenly everything flies out of your head and you're like, oh, I talk about books. Um, so being the category manager basically means being in charge of Uh, like merchandising on the site for all the kids books and the buying of the kids books Um, so like there's a a element of fortune telling involved where you have to like consult your crystal ball and figure out use whatever means you can to try and guess how many copies of a book we will sell over a certain (laughs) period so that we can make sure that stock is there And um, so, yeah, a lot of like uh, meeting with publishers to hear about the books that are coming up and then uh, hearing about all the media opportunities that a book will have when it's launching and then comparing against sales to, you know, books from previous authors, the the previous author's books or similar books, just to try and, yeah, like guess is really what we're doing, educated guessing (laughs) um, (laughs) to make sure that we buy the right amount of stock so that it's there for customers when they want it. And then there's there's also the, like, what I like to think of as the fun side of the job. Not that spreadsheets aren't fun, but, like, I love um, doing the book signings with authors and meeting the authors and getting to podcast with them and write book reviews. So, um, yeah, there's that side of it too.
1: Who wouldn't like that bit? (laughs) Yeah. Who, Who have you met, Sarah, recently that you were fangirling over?
0: Oh, well, I mean, it's been a strange year because we all worked from home, so we didn't meet a lot of authors in person the past 12 months, and we've only just gone back to the office. But um, during, I've been at Book for 10 years now, and I've had plenty of starstruck moments. <laughs> um, I think the ones that really, the, the ones that really get me are the ones that were my favourites when mm. I was a kid myself and so like it doesn't matter how many times he comes in I'm always starstruck by Garth Nick. um <laughs> I lost it when I met Emily Rodder. <laughs> um uh Melina Marquetta like uh I I, I couldn't I could barely sing a sentence together and <laughs> but the one that really 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 like uh stands out is that I met Isabel Carmody um, around the release of the last Ober Newton book and those books were like Nisha book uh, when I was about 12 or 13 it was Ober Newton and so all those years later when that series was coming to a conclusion to meet her I just I couldn't believe it if I could have gone back in time and told young me that I would <laughs> um, meet her and talk to her and ask her every question that was you know burning in my heart since being a kid I wouldn't have believed it so yeah (laughs) that was that was a special one.
1: (laughs) I love that I love those stories and for me it's a little bit different because I do you know 99.5% of my interviews on you know Zoom or Skype and so a lot of the people I know just live in my screen or my phone and it's really wild when you meet them because like oh you're (laughs) an actual person like, so I like I like that when you actually meet someone outside of your phone who's lived in your phone for a while and you actually meet them that's a cool moment
0: yeah and when meeting them involves two hours of signing books you get to have a nice long chat
1: yeah,
0: I um as you like open books and put them away for it's, it's a fun time it's a it's a great job I do I do feel really lucky um I I never really planned to go into online retail. Um, but I'm so glad that that's where I ended up. And um having a dog you love is just, you know, it makes life better. Hey, like mm, absolutely. You gotta be there a lot. Makes all the
1: <laughs> they make us work a lot, so you've got to be there for a while. Now you read lots of books <laughs> and you read books before, you know, they they're out into the world, as do I. Now what's coming up that's going to be amazing for kids and YA in the second half of the year what what's what's amazing what could we look forward to
0: oh okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a few things just because kids you know there's so many age groups and um and there's so much coming it's hard to choose and there's there's like I find it really different to talk about like the maybe the smaller books that are coming that you're really looking forward to uh, and you know that they may not sell like a gazillion copies and a lot of people might not know about them tell
1: us about the little tiny ones we might miss uh, okay
0: i'm gonna okay so i'll start i'll start um with a, a book that i just saw pages for recently uh, i'm going to talk about one coming up that is just most beautiful little book that um it won my heart and it's the second i saw it and it's called Daisy and Bear and the Very Ordinary Day. It's by Hayley Hackenberg. The cutest book. Uh, The illustrations are just absolutely gorgeous. And it just tells this like story of two little kids, Daisy and Bear, and they're just they're playing. And every page shows you um, them playing, like in in an ordinary room, like playing make-believe as you see kids do and then the opposite page shows the way that they see it in their heads so it shows you um how their game appears to them in their imagination and I it's just that. gorgeous um that's amazing and it's one of those ones where you get to the last page and you just can't help being like oh <laughs> that's a really it's a really beautiful one And it's one of those ones that you know it it you might miss it, so keep a, keep an eye out for that one.
1: We won't now. And then no.
0: I ho- well, I hope not. Everyone should everyone should get that book. It was so cute. And I've got a niece called Daisy. So like it's Aww. perfect. I'm gonna be definitely getting her a copy of that. And and then we'll talk about some big ones that I mean I think a lot of people know these are coming, but um they're gonna they're definitely gonna make a splash. Um, when Welcome to Your Your Period came out, um, we knew that it would be big because uh, just because human science and Dr. Melissa Kang, uh, like they did a lot of publicity before this book came out, and you could just see like what great personalities they are and how well they bounce off each other and how passionate they are about um, about their book. And if there's one like if there's one trend I've seen, um, definitely it's already underway, but it's definitely going to go full swing this year. It's books to teach young kids about consent Mm -hmm. um uh, and you know and it's it's such an important topic like there are already great books available but not enough I don't think it's really there's not like there's a few like tried and tested ones that you can recommend to people but we need more and this one's going to be amazing especially with those two like phenomenal powerhouse women out there like Talking about it and being amazing about it, and so I think that's going to be a big one uh, this year. Definitely picked it will be picked up by schools for mm. sure. Um, and so that's something for the in the non non-kid, non kids nonfiction
1: space. Mm, sounds amazing. What was that one called again?
0: That is called Welcome to Consent. Okay, cool. By y- Yumi Stein and Dr. Melissa Kang. Uh, so Yumi Stein, we know from being a, a personality. Um, Dr. Melissa Kang less known name but she's actually the dolly doctor oh, okay. um okay so so yumi signs and the dolly doctor <laughs> wrote, wrote welcome to your period two years ago and it just went bananas like we couldn't keep it in stock fast wow. enough every school in my area was just buying it they very kindly came in to sign some copies and those copies were gone i think a day after they signed them wow and so when I heard they were doing another book, I was excited. And when I heard the topic of that book, I was excited. Mm. Because we, we really need more books.
1: That's um, fantastic. And yeah. didn't we all grow up with Dolly Doctor? Yeah. <laughs> Who else would you trust more <laughs> to help your
0: kids learn about um, about consent than
1: Dolly Doctor?
0: Dolly <laughs> yeah. That, that one's going to be huge. Uh, it's coming from Hardy Grant in a month or two. And then. Uh, then I thought I'd talk about a YA one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so from uh, Penguin Random House, we've got The Prison Healer by Lynette Noni. So this she has had this long running series that I think it's in that like little that sweet spot right between middle grade and YA where it's like I think the series starts out sort of quite middle grade ish or young YA and then it's like the reader grows along with it a little bit. And uh, that came out through Pantera Press and it was we real kind of sleeper here. So like came out and then by about book two or three, suddenly the sales were like creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. And we were like, what's this doing at and What's this Medoran Chronicle here? And then, um, and it's a, it's a fantasy series about a girl who slips into another world and goes to, like, a magical school, and um, it's that kind of a story. But, yeah, they just grew and grew in popularity with each book. And then um, by the time that series ended, she I think the year the last book came out was the same year she won the Arvia Award. Um, So she's just just been this star on the rise, Lynette Noni, Australian author, huge fan base, uh, big support from her fans. And this is her first book with Penguin. So she's moved to a new publisher and she's starting this new fantasy series. And it just feels like this is the book that's going to make her go international. Like I feel like this book just has so much potential. All the ingredients are there for it to really, really hit as a YA hit. And, um, I think it's going to be a trilogy But you know how these things turn out in young adult often the trilogies spin out into quartets and then they're five books and so this one really it's it's a very much a, a fantasy adventure with a bit of romance um there's a really heroic female main character um and I couldn't put this down like I just smashed through it it was really fast-paced really adventurous really fun and uh like I think probably if you if you haven't heard of Lynette Noni before she's pretty soon gonna be a household name.
1: Wow I love that and just (laughs) on that I mean you read a lot of kids YA middle grade books Mm -hmm. what is the ingredients of amazing book just choose one of them like whether it's middle grade or kids or picture books or whatever like you just mentioned then it's adventure a heroic female character a bit of romance is that is that the ingredients of a makes a really great kids book or is there other things as well
0: it's such an interesting question because on a lot of levels i think what makes a good kids book is what makes a good any book right like um totally you need to have you you've got to have the basic ingredients it's like when you're cooking. You've got your your basic ingredients are a really strong plot and well realized characters. Um, but I think really, if you're trying to differentiate what what to bring to the table for a kids book versus a adult, for adults, is that I think the best kids books really inspire, and they really. You know, regardless of what they're about, it might be, you know, it might be a funny graphic novel or it might be a fantasy adventure or it might be like a a thoughtful contemporary fiction novel for middle-grade readers. Regardless what it is, it's got to inspire kids. I think when kids come to books, they don't want to be condescended to. They don't – So voice is important, so you need to have, like, an authentic voice that kids can – relate to and it's hard to do like when you're an adult and you're trying to write to kids i think it's a real balancing act to not write down um Mm. and over explain and kids are so smart yeah and and they they will immediately know if they if they're being coddled or if they're being (laughs) condescended to they're out right so you you have to be authentic and strike a real note of um you know that whole age group is all about coming of age, and I mean, I had a really interesting conversation recently about how we never really stop coming of age, right?
1: Mm, like you come I of age into yeah.
0: young adulthood, and then you come into middle age, and then you come into old age. We're always coming into yeah. whatever age we're at. <laughs> There's always wherever you're at, whatever age you are, you're, you're coming into an age. I love that. You so do much. it again and again and again until we die, and so those that coming of age genre which we we tend to associate it so much with children's books but um I think that it holds universal appeal like you need it when you're a kid because you're doing it for the first time this is the first time you've leveled up into another kind of age group and you you're looking for road maps and you want to figure out who you are and you want um you want all of that, and if it's also funny and full of mm. adventure and magic, then great, right? <laughs> because it's got it's got everything you want at that age. But um, I think you know, being if you are if you love books, um, then there's no way to age out of kids' books because they're always the good ones. Yeah, sort of transcend age. I love reading kids' books. Like, poor
1: human experiences yeah like and
0: they're just joyful
1: beautiful yeah (laughs) because you know know, adult life is wonderful but it's often boring and you know you have to work and (laughs) pay bills and be responsible and make sure your kids eat their vegetables you know all those important but boring things and so something Mm -hmm. like a kid's book just reminds you that there's joy and reminds you to find joy and you know live joy not just you know pay the bills
0: <laughs> exactly right it's um I think when you're there for a person's first book like when they do their first tour and their all their first time in publicity and like debut authors often um don't know what to expect and they're really nervous and it's their first book going out into the world and you really like I really imprint emotionally because you're part <laughs> of you you're a small part of that experience yeah as they go through and do all of the all of the interviews and stuff, and then, um, yeah, when you see their next book come out, you're automatically like it's already got your support because you remember speaking to them the last time around.
1: It's, um, that's you nice, you know, that better than anyone, <laughs> Danny. Yeah. yeah, I get really excited, <laughs> you know, mate. You know, both us, very enthusiastic people. That's how we kind of came together at Booktopia. <laughs> I don't even know how we first met, but we just started talking, I think. The- the- <laughs>
0: Yeah, we were both just full of excitement over the books that we'd heard about at <laughs> um, HarperCollins Literary Fight. We were just like, la blah, 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 and then took selfies, and then, yeah, here we
1: are. Here <laughs> we are, here we are. And I remember I met the tallest man in the world, John. Oh, John Purcell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't worked at book training. I know, I know, yeah, he's moved. Right? Yeah, moved across the world. <laughs> I remember um, never feeling so short in my life, but he's an extremely tall man.
0: Yes. And um, if memory serves, Danny, you're not exactly uh, on the tall side.
1: (laughs) Oh, come on. Don't get me. Don't get me. I think we were like (laughs) a sideshow. It was like the shortest person in the room and the tallest man in the room. Let's have a photo together. And then it was just
0: became a challenge of trying
1: to get you both in frame. That's what I was like, oh, I need to, I need to stand about four meters back to get you both in frame. And now I'm going to have to dig that photo up. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's very funny now we should get back to books should we you've yes, already yes. said so much though i don't think we've talked about picture books now i love picture books and uh, some of my favorites are finding francois by gus gordon that stole my heart love it
0: beautiful
1: book. um the new one by felice arena and tom Gillett who in other words make me laugh i love that because it's totally <laughs> totally book nerdy and word nerdy um tell me what picture books are in your sights Uh so um this
0: there oh my god there's there's so many but there's also so many that do you do, you do this thing Danny where you like get really obsessed with a picture book and you give it as a gift to everyone you know yes. for about 12 solid yes. months straight?
1: Every, so, every actually every book I love I then buy it for everyone I know <laughs>
0: Yeah I've yeah. I've done a fair bit of that I think yeah. the most the most recent one I started like compulsively giving people was um, Sing Me This Summer the, ah. that just came out towards the end of last year by Alison Lester and uh, Jane
1: Goodwin. But you know what that is, Sarah? It's kind of, I feel like this sounds really stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like you love this thing so much that you feel like you're giving a little bit of your heart to someone and going, love this too as much as I yeah. do. <laughs> and it gives you all the emotions and so
0: you feel that you want to pass them. On <laughs> yes. <my own. laughs> I get Yeah. It. yeah it's it's I don't know I did it with another book I don't know if you know about it, if you know of it um it came out through Murdoch books I believe and it's called um Once Upon a Dragon's Breath by Beatrice mm-hmm. Glue oh that book just for some reason tapped right into like my id Though I think I, I've got a thing for dragons like I love I love dragons like Emily is The the glimpse. I lost my mind when i saw when i saw those <laughs> illustrations are amazing so dragons is always a win for me but this particular picture book is just got the most warm like vivid illustrations that you feel like when you're looking at the page it's like almost impossible to, for you to understand that the images aren't moving if they seem so alive and um it's got a at least one page that folds out so wow. that um, i out pages like the whole dragon from to tip of the tail. Yeah, and it's got a really cute story as well about these two kids who they go off
1: to like slay the dragon because they have the town blames the dragon for everything that's
0: gone wrong, right? So it's all the dragon's fault.
1: Now, llamas and alpacas have been big. I mean, we've got Matt Cosgrove and his amazing alpacas and Dharma the llama, Chris Kennett and Nathan Luff with their new series Nerd Herd. We've had Elisa Darlinson, just to name a few. What's the next big thing, Sarah? I feel as though for a while there everything
0: was unicorns and then, yes, llamas came into the scene and then for a moment it was like meerkats. Meerkats like rose up and I was That's, like, oh, was is quick. everything? Yeah, it was, like, it was a blip though, right? Like I was like, "It's meerkats will be the next thing and then they were gone. And then um, uh, also there's a lot of love out there for
1: sloths
0: and pubs. Yeah, sloths they and they feature a lot. But if you had to ask me to put my money on um, on a, an animal that might like dominate kids' publishing over the yeah, next please like, make a prediction. It, so I think it would be
1: cockers. Ooh.
0: Yeah, cockers. My money's on <laughs> cockers. <laughs> I love that. I think that's
1: very original. Everyone loves that. Yeah, but I think yeah everyone underrated, loves them. underrated animal, right? Good.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they're a bit quirky. Yes. And they're super cute. And no one can sell and, them. Um, yeah, exactly right. I reckon quokkas are
1: where the future is. Oh, Sarah. Watch we'll, this face. Yeah, we'll revisit this <laughs> when there's a thousand quokka books. Or maybe we should quickly write a quokka picture book. Quickly put I'm it out. I'm up for it.
0: Yeah, let's yeah, do that. Yeah, let's get
1: it out there. around. Can't draw, so I hope you can do the drawing. Look, I mean, I can't, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> we our will our terrible, a terrible picture book. <laughs> stick figure quokkas just coming out soon <laughs> oh my god it's got such a ring to
0: it i buy amazing. it yeah
1: it's amazing ready.
0: It's so amazing just about because i find i find podcasting to be really nerve-wracking like even you know regardless whether i'm asking the questions or answering them um or who i'm talking to i find being recorded mm-hmm. really nerve-wracking and so from the second i start i'm tense and then um <laughs> And so you, you, all of my effort goes into trying to speak ca- casually and naturally, <laughs> when actually my nerves are
1: going like, "Oh my god, I'm like, well, when am don't over. I don't and, feel like <laughs> I didn't feel get this vibe from you tonight, Sarah. You seemed very confident. Oh well, I mean, it's all a lie, right?" <laughs> You know what's Carefully so facade. <laughs> you know what's so funny as well? Because you know, I didn't meet anyone in 2020 as you're probably the same. And just you're zooming yeah. people all the time. Now that I'm starting to go out again into the world and meeting people I've never met before, I just I feel so paranoid because I feel like I think I'm gonna be just this. Crushing disappointment to everyone who meets me because on the podcast I edit myself. All my all my photos on Instagram are obviously curated and filtered. And I feel mm. like when I go out into the real world, I'm just gonna be a crushing disappointment to everyone. So I just want to apologize in advance. Oh, I think that's something that everyone feels. I think it's an increasing thing
0: that people feel because as more and more of our interactions go online, and the more control we have over them, like mm. we need to curate ourselves.
1: Yeah.
0: Um your authentic, prone to mistakes, unable to answer Quiz questions self <laughs> is like you can't do anything. I can't you, you can't Photoshop real life and you can't edit real life. And so it's I think um everyone feels a little bit of that.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad like, everyone feels that. Because when I meet people now, I'm thinking like, people. wow, I feel like <laughs> I can't be, you know, that person in the screen in real life. It's so <laughs> in your face. Yeah. Yeah,
0: IRL, it's like a whole different, it's it's very different. And you know, a lot of people have spent have the had the majority of their interactions be online, more so than ever the past year. So I think yeah. you're certainly not alone there. And I feel alone. <laughs> well, that's good. And that's like right. I don't get to edit the book podcast. <laughs> that's done by someone else. So I'm not in control of what stays in and what comes out.
1: So we're good we've met we, we don't have any expectations of one another we're good
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we met each other and we were both decided to not expect anything
1: as always it's such a pleasure to chat to you and I can't wait to see you again in real life thank you for your insights for all these wonderful books that are coming out later this year I'm so excited I'm going to read and buy all of them and we will catch up again but thank you it was so fun talking to you we should do it again at the end of the year for 2022 books
0: That would be a pleasure.